They're in control of Ukraine are doing these aggressive actions against the people who want to have church, against the people who want to speak their Russian language. So they've activated extremist cells, including radical Islamist organizations, for sending subversives, subversives to stage terrorist attacks at critical infrastructure facilities, kidnapping Russian citizens. We have factual proof that such aggressive actions are being taken with support from Western Security Services, a.k.a. the United States is in there meddling around. Do you still think this man is wrong? In March 2021, a new military strategy was adopted in Ukraine. This document is almost entirely dedicated to confrontation with Russia and sets the goal of involving foreign states in a conflict with our country. The strategy stipulates the organization of what can be described as a terrorist underground movement in Russia's Crimea and in Donbass. It also sets out the contours of a potential war, which should end, according to the Kiev strategists, with the assistance of the international community on favorable terms for Ukraine, as well as, listen carefully please, with foreign military support in the geopolitical confrontation with the Russian Federation. In fact, this is nothing other than preparation for hostilities against our country, Russia. As we know, it has already been stated today that Ukraine intends to create its own nuclear weapons. And this is not just bragging. Ukraine has the nuclear technologies created back in the Soviet times and delivery vehicles for such weapons, including aircraft, as well as the Soviet-designed TOKKA-U precision tactical missiles with a range of over 100 kilometers. But they can do more. It is only a matter of time. They have had the groundwork for this since the Soviet era. In other words, acquiring, acquiring tactical nuclear weapons will be much easier for Ukraine than for some other states. I'm not going to mention here which are conducting such research, especially if Kiev receives foreign techno technological support. We cannot rule this out either. If Ukraine acquires weapons of mass destruction, the situation in the world and in Europe will drastically change, especially for us, for Russia. We cannot but react to this real danger, all the more so since, let me repeat, Ukraine's Western patrons may help it acquire these weapons to create yet another threat to our country. We are seeing how persistently the Kiev regime is being pumped with arms. Since 2014, the United States alone has spent billions of dollars for this purpose, including supplies of arms and equipment and training of specialists. In the last few months, there has been a constant flow of Western weapons to Ukraine. Ostent ostentatiously, with the entire world watching, foreign advisors supervise the activities of Ukraine's armed forces and special services, and we are all aware of this. Over the past few years, military contingents of NATO countries have also been almost constantly present on Ukrainian territory under the pretext of exercises. The, 
Ukrainian troop control system has already been integrated into NATO. This means that NATO headquarters can issue direct commands to the Ukrainian armed forces, even to their separate units and squads. The United States and NATO have, stated, have started an impudent development of Ukrainian territory as a theater of potential military operations. This, their regular joint exercises are obviously anti-Russian. Last year alone, over 23,000 troops and more than 1,000 units of hardware were involved. A law has already been adopted that allows foreign troops to come to Ukraine in 2022 to take part in multinational drills. Understand, these are primarily NATO troops. This year, at least 10 of these joint drills are planned. Obviously, such undertakings are designed to be a cover-up for a rapid buildup of the NATO military group on the Ukrainian territory. This is all the more so since the network of airfields upgraded with U.S. help in Boris Pol, Ivano Frankovsk, Chukayev, and Odessa, to name a few, is capable of transferring army units in a very short time. Ukraine's airspace is open to flights by U.S. strategic and reconnaissance aircraft and drones that conduct surveillance over Russian territory. I will add that the U.S.-built Maritime Operations Center in Ochakov makes it possible to support activity by NATO warships, including the use of precision weapons against the Russian Black Sea Fleet and our infrastructure on the entire Black Sea coast. At one time, the United States intended to build similar facilities in Crimea, in Crimea as well, but the Crimeans and residents of Sevastopol wrecked these plans. We will always remember this. I would like to repeat that today, such a center has already been deployed in Okachov. In the 18th century, soldiers of Alexander Suvorov fought for this city. Owing to their courage, it became a part of Russia. Also in the 18th century, the lands of the Black Sea, Litoral, incorporated in Russia as a result of wars with the Ottoman Empire, were given the name of Novorossiya, New Russia. Now attempts are being made to condemn these landmarks of history to oblivion, along with the names of state and military figures of the Russian Empire, without whose efforts modern Ukraine would not have many big cities or even access to the Black Sea. A monument to Alexander Suvorov was recently demolished in Paul Tava. What is there to say? Are you renouncing your own past? The so-called colonial heritage of the Russian Empire? Well, in this case, be consistent. Next, notably, Article 17 of the Constitution of Ukraine stipulates that deploying foreign military bases on its own territory is illegal. However, as it turns out, this is just a conventionality that can be easily circumvented. Ukraine is home to NATO training missions, which are in fact foreign military bases. They just called a base a mission and we're done with it. Kiev has long proclaimed a strategic course on joining NATO. Indeed, each country is entitled to pick its own security system and enter into military alliances. There would be no problem with that if it were not for one, but international documents expressly stipulate the principle of equal and indivisible security. 
which includes obligations not to strengthen one's own security at the expense of the security of other states. This is stated in the 1999 OSCE Charter for European Security, adopted in Istanbul in the 2010 OSCE Astana Declaration. In other words, the choice of pathways towards ensuring security should not pose a threat to other states. Whereas Ukraine joining NATO is a direct threat to, to Russia's security. Let me remind you that at the Bucharest NATO summit held in April 2008, the United States pushed through a decision to the effect that Ukraine, and by the way, Georgia, would become NATO members. Many European allies of the United States were well aware of the risks associated with this prospect already then but were forced to put up with the will of their senior partner. The Americans simply used them to carry out a clearly anti-Russian policy. A number of NATO member states are still very skeptical about Ukraine joining NATO. We are getting signals from some European capitals telling us not to worry, since it will not happen literally overnight. In fact, our U.S. partners are saying the same thing as well. All right, then, we respond. If it doesn't happen tomorrow, then it will happen the day after tomorrow. What does it change from the historical perspective? Nothing at all. Furthermore, we are aware of the U.S. leadership's positions and the words that active hostilities in eastern Ukraine do not rule out the possibility of that country joining NATO if it meets NATO criteria and overcomes corruption. All the while, they're trying to convince us over and over again that NATO is a peace-loving and purely defensive alliance that poses no threat to Russia. Again, they want us to take their word for it, but we are well aware of the real value of these words. In 1990, when German unification was discussed, the United States promised the Soviet leadership that NATO jurisdiction or military presence will not expand one inch to the east and that the unification of Germany will not lead to the spread NATO's military organization to the east. This is a quote. They issued lots of verbal assurances, all of which turned out to be empty phrases. Later, they began to assure us that the, that the accession to NATO by Central and Eastern European countries would only improve relations with Moscow, relieve these countries of the fears steeped in their bitter historical legacy, and even create a belt of countries that are friendly towards Russia. However, the exact opposite happened. The governments of certain Eastern European countries, speculating on Russophobia, brought their complexes and stereotypes about the Russian threat to the alliance and insisted on building up the collective defense potentials and deploying them primarily against Russia. Worse still, that happened in the 1990s in the early 2000s, when thanks to our openness and goodwill, relations between Russia and the West have reached a high level. Russia has fulfilled all of its obligations, including the pullout from Germany, from Central and Eastern Europe, making an immense contribution to overcoming the legacy of the Cold War. We have consistently proposed various cooperation options, including in the NATO-Russia Council, and the OSE formats. Moreover, I will say something I have never said publicly. I will say it now for the first time. When then outgoing 
U.S. President Bill Clinton visited Moscow in 2000, in 2000, I asked him how America would feel about admitting Russia to a NATO. I will not reveal all of the details of that conversation, but the reaction to my question was, let us say, quite restrained. And the Americans' true attitude to that possibility can actually be seen from the subsequent steps with regard to our country. I am referring to the overt support for terrorists in the North Caucasus and disregard for our security demands and concerns. NATO's continued expansion, withdrawal from the ABM Treaty, and so on, it raises the question, why? What is all this about? What is the purpose? All right, you do not want to see us as friends or allies, but why make us an enemy? And you know what? This is a good point. This is a very good point. Now, how can we be allies with Russia in World War I, World War II, but now we can't be allies with them? Something is wrong. Something is wrong with this picture. There can only be one answer. This is not about our political regime or anything like that. They just do not need a big and independent country like Russia around. This is the answer to all questions. This is the source of America's traditional policy towards Russia. It's the attitude to all our security proposals. Today, one glance at the map is enough to see what extent Western countries have kept their promise to refrain from NATO's eastward expansion. They just cheated. We have seen five waves of NATO expansion, one after the other. Poland, the Czech Republic, and Hungary were admitted in 1999. Bulgaria, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Romania, Slovakia, and Slovenia in 2004. Albania and Croatia in 2009. Montenegro in 2017. And North Macedonia in 2020. As a result, its military infrastructure has reached Russia's borders. This is one of the key causes of the European security crisis. It has had the most negative impact on the entire system of the international relations and led to the loss of mutual trust. The situation continues to deteriorate, including in the strategic area, thus positioning areas for interceptor missiles are being established in Romania and Poland as part of the U.S. project to create a global missile defense system. We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths, given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora, 
iHeartRadio, and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later. <laughs> <laughs>